Hello and welcome to another episode of Peak Realty Academy. My name is Keelan McKamey. I'm the managing broker of Peak Realty here in Broomfield, Colorado. And uh, very excited to be looking out my window right now and just seeing this view. It's absolutely amazing. Um, <clears throat> so I thought I'd fly solo today and share with you some um, experiences that I've had observing other agents as they start their careers and then make certain decisions to go certain routes with different brokerages or, you know, just a different direction in life. Um, and I just wanted to share some of the things that I've seen that might help you make decisions for where you want to ultimately go uh, with your real estate career. Everyone's different. And this is by no means, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you some of my opinions today, but this is no means like the gospel or anything like that. These are just my observations of what I've seen over the last eight years with um, agents choosing to go one direction or the other direction and things like that. So um, what I've, how I'm going to do this is share with you what we look for at Peak Realty when we're looking to bring people into our company. Also talk about some of the things that I've seen that work and don't work um, when folks uh, go through our 90-day training. Because at the end of the day, it's all about fit and it's all about, um, you know, is the agent happy where they are and is it a good fit? So here are some of the things that we've, or that I've seen, that I've kind of written down over the years um, that we look for as far as agents who would be a good fit for Peak Realty, because not everyone is, and that's fine. So number one, and this falls under uh, mindset, um, and I have here, mindset of moving toward a stated goal rather than moving away from something. So we know that approximately four out of five people in our society in general are ultimately more motivated by moving away from something, either, either you know, uh, a fear or pain or discomfort, and that will push them into moving towards something, whereas roughly one out of five folks, um, and I'm making generalization, but um, one out of five folks will move toward a goal. Uh, they say, this is what I want, I'm going to head toward it. And, and both are legitimate and both are okay. The trap I see with the group that actually moves away from a stated, from something like, like, oh crap, I, if I don't, I've got to move away from this pain of not making money. So I've got to go lead generate. That's a perfectly viable approach and that can work for some people. But what the trap is this, is that sometimes the folks with that mindset will create an obstacle in their mind and they'll say, well, I, you know, I don't have enough money and uh, I'm going to not be able to eat this month. And here's a reason why I can't achieve my goal. So they'll come up with reasons um, of why they can't do something. They'll, like if they're not succeeding, they'll come up with a bunch of reasons as to why that might be. And then they'll start to believe their own press. So then they'll start to say, oh, yep, I can't. This is why I can't do X. Um, this is why I can't. Oh, and this is another reason I can't do X. And oh, and then eventually it becomes just perhaps one or two things. Perhaps it's a list of things, of reasons why they aren't achieving their goals. And this could actually point to the brokerage. And they're saying, this brokerage is now one of the reasons that I cannot achieve my goals. They may be right. They may be um, 
they, they may be wrong. Who knows? But but one of the things I see is this mindset of moving away from something to avoid pain. And that's fine, but it's not okay if it's if if they start to come up with a bunch of excuses as to why they didn't achieve their goal and start to blame externally. Hopefully I'm clear on that. Another thing um, that I've seen uh, that, that does work are agents who come into the business with a mindset that they're going to work 50 plus hours a week or they're going to work 60 plus hours a week full time in the real estate business. And um, at Peak Realty, we're a ninja selling company. And so ninja selling uh, teaches that you put in, a, you, you work full time. Um, real estate is extremely difficult to get going on a part-time basis. And that is why we see so many people come into the industry and get out because they're not committed. They just want to, they, they just think they can just pull it off part-time. Of course, depending on their goals, that maybe if they want to do a few, very few deals a year, maybe that is fine. Um, but here at Peak, we, we really stress full-time, um, more than likely 50 plus hours a week. A lot of us, when we started, worked 70 plus hours a week um, as entrepreneurs. It's just a reality. If you want, if you want to build a, a meaningful, sustainable, um, big business. We've, so let me back up. So what we've seen work is 50 plus hours a week full time and a mindset of moving toward a stated goal. In other words, our folks know what they want. They're not distracted by things that pop up along the way. Oh, I'm going to do this now. Oh, I'm going to try that now. They're, they buy into this idea at peak that we're working the ninja selling system and that if they plug into that system over time, they trust that the system will begin working for them over time. So those are the first two things. Mindset of moving toward a goal, adopting a system, 50 plus hours a week. The third thing is um, the agents that tend to work out here at peak are, and I've got this written down, do not tend to view activities as mutually exclusive. You know, like, Keelan, what, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, you know, when we, we throw a lot at our agents to learn. We're a learning-based organization, so we attract people who want to voraciously learn as much as they can. So when you get someone who uh, wants to learn, they don't view uh, something newly learned as a reason not to do um, other things. Here's an example. Um, and this one has come up uh, in the past with folks who are no longer with us. And that is, if I come in and sit down and do a mastermind with the group and the company, I don't have time to do my lead generation. And we've heard that one before. If I come in to the, to the office, I don't have time to do my lead generation. And my, um, my thought on that is go back to the second thing I talked about. If you're at 50 plus hours a week and, and you come in for three hours a week or for five and a half hours a week and you're masterminding, you're lead generating around other people who are doing activities, you're learning from them, you're sharing, you're co-mentoring with others, that five and a half hours a week is roughly only 10% of your entire work week. So to me, the, you know, if the agent views coming together to learn as an obstacle to their success, they're not a good fit for peak. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is, for example, 
the top CEOs at companies across the United States are voracious learners. They're reading at least one book a week. Now, how many people read one book a week? Probably one half of 1% of the population does that. But, um, and I'm not saying you have to do that. All I'm saying is five hours a week is nothing in my mind. It's, it's roughly 10% or less of your entire work week. And if you pick something up from the group that you can use, why wouldn't you want to seek that out? So what I've seen not work uh, is that some agents will come in and they'll, they're looking for reasons why things won't work. They're looking for reasons everywhere why things won't work. And so they're popping up all these roadblocks in front of themselves all the time. And the brokerage where they're at is, if they're, if they're in that mindset, the brokerage where they're at will eventually become one of those roadblocks. And I've seen it happen before. So I have here, does not view activities as mutually exclusive, meaning um, the agent who would be a good fit for Peak doesn't see adding one new thing that they've learned as a reason to exclude everything else. You might just be executing on one thing. You might be executing on open houses and that's all you're executing on, but you're learning a bunch of other things. And so just because you learn 20 ways to lead generate that doesn't mean you're going to execute 20 ways. That means you're going to execute probably on two to three in your first year, but you don't view learning as an excuse and you don't view, in other words, you don't learn, you don't believe that the activity of learning is mutually exclusive to everything else. In other words, if you add one thing, you can still keep doing something else. You can walk and chew gum. You can walk and chew gum and hum the Star Spangled Banner. You, but, but the folks who view things mutually exclusive, they're like, oh no, I'm just walking. I can't chew gum. I have to walk. No, I want you to walk and chew gum and on the Star Spangled Banner. It may feel awkward at first, but over time, you know, and that, how that translates to real estate, I want you to do open house once a week um, or whatever activity you choose to do. Um, I, don't, I don't tell agents what to do. You choose the activity but just do it and then, um, and then keep learning every week. So you're doing open houses and you're learning and you're building your database. You're walking, chewing gum and seeing the Star Smile Banner. You're doing three things. And usually what happens is folks who are fighting, learning extra things or doing extra things, um, usually that comes from ego. And, and really what they're saying is that I don't wanna do any of the things that you're mentioning or suggesting. Mutual exclusive thinking doesn't work in our culture. Just walk and chew gum. That's fine. Or if you're not going to do the things in the mastermind, that's fine too. You can catalog it and then potentially go help someone else down the line. So there's also a pay it forward aspect to, you know, learning. Here's another thing of what does work uh, with Peak Realty. Um, uh, a continuity with the agent's words and actions. So what we've seen, um, we get, you know, real estate is not easy. There's a lot of things going on and sometimes agents get confused and they say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then they never do it. Or, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with this. And then they never do it. And what that does is that erodes trust. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, just say, you know what? I blew it. I, sh I said I was going to do it and I didn't. 
that's fine too. I mean, we're not perfect. Like nobody's perfect, right? So, but just be honest. So um, if you, um, you know, you're in real estate, it, you're this, 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 when somebody doesn't, when somebody says one thing and then they say another thing to another person and they say another thing to another person, eventually that gets around and it's like, well, what is this person really saying? They're not, they're, there's no congruity with their actions and their, and their words. And so it becomes frustrating to deal with that person. So I have here a continuity with the agent's actions and words. I could go on and on about, you know, people theoretically thinking about what they should do versus actually implementing what they should do. They say they want to achieve a goal of something, but yet none of their actions support it. I want to lose weight, but I'm not going to the gym. I want to close 20 deals a year, but I'm not going to do lead generation. You know, you, you, you kind of figure that out within two to three months of working with a person, what their relationship, uh, what their own relationship to their own words are. Um, and you, you, and everybody has different relationships with their own words. I, and I give people a lot of room because I realize that a lot of times people are exploring what they're, what they're going to do. And, and they have to put stuff out there to the universe sometimes or to the, to the mastermind group and, and get feedback from the group as to what, you know, what might work best for them. But, um, what I see not work is someone who's just all over the place with, they say they're going to do this. They never do it. They say they're going to do X. They never do it. That's a problem. When we, when we look to bring people onto the company, we look for a history of, of them helping other people. And we look for follow through and consistency in whatever they were doing before. So if somebody was a stay at home mom for years and that was really important to them. Those are awesome skills to bring to real estate because you, you have to be consistent. You have to, you know, raising kids is, is, you know, is, is not easy. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go with that. So, you know, um, I find that, that moms, obviously they're in the position where they're helping other people all the time. That's awesome. There's going to be evidence of follow through. And what I've seen not work is that the agent who doesn't have a good relationship with to, to, with their own words with themselves probably is not going to follow through on on things. And so what happens is when the agent comes into the business, they're constantly recruited, they're constantly um, sold. You know, if you just buy this product or if you just, you know, jump on with us, we'll give you, you know, this will solve all your problems. And it's easy. And all of that is bullcrap. Okay. It's all bullcrap. At the end of the day, the, the most valuable thing that you can do as an entrepreneur or business owner is to generate your own business. The ability to self generate your own business is the only thing I would say it's the most important thing. Um, and that's what we focus on. How are you going to how are you going to self generate your own business and follow through? Okay. So I see that as an issue. Um, so those are some things that I've seen that work, don't work. Um, some other things that I've seen that, um, as far as that don't work, uh, are the agent stops being curious and, you know, we, this kind of falls into that mutually exclusive, um, thinking of if I do this, I, well, I can't do this, you know, and that this simplistic thinking that when the agent falls into that, they fall out of curiosity. So we want an agent to stay in curiosity. We want them to be learning based. 
And it's so important, a learning-based attitude and a demonstration of a learning-based attitude is a function of intelligence, okay? The light bulb wasn't invented after try number 776, okay? The light bulb was invented after however many 10,000 plus iterations of, of trying. So demonstrating a learning, learning-based attitude is a function of intelligence. And what you'll see a lot of times is that folks will come in who are more ego-driven, okay? And um, they want to convince you of their point of view. And it's not intelligence-driven. It's ego-driven. So um, if something is ego-driven, what you'll get from someone, number one, when they first meet you, they'll, they'll flatter you. Beware. Um, this, and this goes out to managing brokers everywhere. Be careful when an agent comes to you and just showers you with praise. Okay. That's a red flag to me now because, um, you know, we, we try to do the best we can, but someone who's highly intelligent will ask questions and they'll, they'll want to know what we're really about and to see if they're really, if their vision can fit into our vision for the company, if their vision for their company can fit within, you know, Peak Realty's vision. So, um, and they'll be learning based. So the folks who are not curious and who are not learning based, you can pick up on that. And one of the things they'll do a lot of times, and this has just been my experience and you can disagree, was the, the first meeting, the first time they meet you, they'll just compliment you like crazy. And what they're doing a lot of times is they're, um, they're using, they've learned to use that to get what they want. So um, it's not as real. So you know, you're not, none of us are just incredibly awesome with no faults. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. So just be careful, you know, um, and, you know, same goes for, well, just be careful. Um, so we look for folks who are going to stay in curiosity and come from contribution, not from judgment. Um, so what am I trying to, I need to tie this out. So someone who's ego driven, who's, um, more doing what they're more communicating from the standpoint of always trying to get what they want out of the situation. And so, um, and when you get someone who does that, those folks, if they're just trying to get, get out of it, what they can for themselves and they don't have this thought the process of paying it forward, what they're going to try to do, well, what they're going to do is they're going to, those folks tend to judge more. So if you have an ego driven person who, um, you know, it's nice on the surface, but, you know, really is driving uh, to get what they want out of the situation all the time. You know that underneath they're actually more judgmental and you have to be careful with that too um, when you let people in your organization. Um, here's another thing that we look for. Um, we look for folks who are going to focus on what does work. So again, and I kind of alluded to it earlier is that, um, you know, if you've got a, someone who's always moving away from pain or away from something, they're all, then they have a tendency to bring up roadblocks all the time as to why things won't work for them. Um, we look for agents who focus on what does work and communicate what does work. So if you can imagine the, the, the analogy or the metaphor I have that comes to mind is the professional uh, pitcher. So if a, if, if a pitcher is throwing pitches and they're throwing pitch after pitch after pitch, is the coach going to basically browbeat that pitcher into 
you suck, you suck, you suck, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, you can't throw the ball that way, you can't throw the ball that way. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to work with that pitcher and they're going to try to focus on many elements of what does work. What did that feel like? How did that, you know, what was the release like? You know, can you tell me about that? And they're going to have this, this dialogue. So in my mind, focusing on something that does not work is counterproductive. And well, ultimately you're going to, that people who have that mindset, wherever they are, something's not working. They're going to go try something else. And then that's not going to work. And they say, well, this doesn't work. They sold me a bill of goods as well. And then they're going to go off and they're, and then eventually they're going to just peter out and not follow through, not remain consistent. So, you know, offering up reasons why something won't work without offering up a possible alternative is a huge red flag. And so, you know, I've had agents um, who didn't work out here at peak call me on the phone and say, I have an open house. I'm going to do it this Saturday. What do I do? And I said, well, you know, we knew that you and others were doing open houses. That's so we came together as a group and we masterminded around it. And then we provided all that information online. And, um, you know, it would have been better if you just would have been here. You would have gotten a lot out of it. Well, I don't really care about that. I just want you to tell me now what it is. And that's it. That's, that's, that's a huge red flag. That's basically saying that mastermind group doesn't work for me. Okay. Um, that's not going to work. I just want you to tell me what is going to work when I want to know. And, and I expect it. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of mindset doesn't work at peak. And so what we do is we do, we mastermind about stuff that people have questions about. A big part of our mastermind is bring your questions. And then we also put a ton of documentation on a, on a shared intranet so people can go to it and find it. But, you know, if you have, again, if you have a mindset of, well, you're not giving me the information the way I want it, when I want it, you know, um, there has to be a balance because I, there's, there's only one of me and there's only one of my other trainers and everyone else has a schedule as well. And we're trying to respect everyone's schedule by coming together in a shorter amount of time and getting as much information out to everyone in a short amount of time. So, you know, that, so it leads me into the next thing is the agent not coachable or are they inflexible? So if, if an agent's inflexible with how they learn again, um, I don't want to slam anybody, but it's a function of intelligence when someone can't walk, chew gum and, you know, hum the star spangled banner at the same time, you know, or, they say, oh, well, this, this meeting time is basically, you know, cutting into my legion time. And I said, great, what, what legion are you doing? And they're, they're usually not doing anything. It's just another excuse. So we see, so the problems we see are folks who are inflexible, um, complaining or disagreeable in nature, focusing on differences rather than areas of agreement. Okay. You can kind of see this stuff. You can see here. This stuff, same things keep coming up. Um, and here's the, here's the deal. Why do people focus on other people's weaknesses? Okay. There's probably lots of reasons why they do this, but why, why would an agent focus on the weaknesses of their company or the weaknesses of other people? Okay. Um, rather than looking at themselves to improve that one of the reasons is that these folks want to change other people's behavior. And it kind of goes back to the, to the agent who's very f flattering of you, 
you know, when you first meet them and, oh my gosh, and, you know, the, all of this stuff. When in reality, um, if they later on continually point out weaknesses of other people, a lot of times what they're trying to do is change how you do things. So they're, they're basically um, letting you know why all of the things you're doing are wrong so that they can come in and change things to make themselves either feel more comfortable or whatever. Um, and so there's that. So focusing on others' weaknesses in an effort to change behavior in others is something that I've seen quite a bit. And if you don't have a strong culture, these people are not good to have in your organization because a lot of times they'll be nice on the surface and they'll even do a certain amount of production and they'll be pretty good, but they're undercutting the culture all the time by pointing out you know, what they don't like. Here's another thing that, that we've seen that does not work um, with agents, uh, being unavailable. So, or overly distant or difficult with scheduling, um, we've seen that. And what that is, is that's, it's a subtle thing, but when, and we see it in the first 90 days is when the agents start to say, you know, I'm not getting any value out of this. I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. It really means that they don't want to bring, like in order to get value out of a mastermind, you have to have done something over the past week to bring to the group to say, hey, I'm doing this. I need some help with figuring out how to, how to adjust what I'm doing. And then the group helps. But if you're not doing anything, uh, usually if the agent's not doing anything, chances are they're gonna become more distant and more detached. And that's usually a red flag. And we can usually point <clears throat> to the month or to the day when you know they disengage more and more. And honestly, like everything we do at peak is by design. So um, when we meet, it's 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 by design to um, in, you know find the folks who are learning based, who are constantly wanting to improve, and you know who um, do demonstrate a learning based attitude um, because that's what works. So anyway, I'm just kind of on. I was just kind of that went that video went kind of long. Sorry about that, but. Um, I'm just thinking of things that, that I've seen that work, that don't work, and why. And hopefully, um, you know, especially if managing brokers see this video, hopefully this will be helpful to you. I know I kind of threw a lot out there. But here's the bottom line. If your culture and your systems and your training and your interaction with your people and all of that is good, okay, if you know who you are and you're following a system and a process, you should know within the first 90 days or so if the agent's going to work out or not. So every single agent that we brought on that stayed and every single agent that we brought on that we've either asked to leave or they've left um, happens within the first 90 days. And we kind of set that expectation that it's okay. Like if you're not happy after 90 days, you're going to know who we are and what we're about after 90 days. And, and, and if it doesn't work out, that's fine. We want agents to have to find the best fit and to be happy, and so um, that's really that's really all we're shooting for. And my point is this: is that if your systems and your culture are solid, you you shouldn't be keeping everyone necessarily necessarily that you bring on. And the reason I say that too is because um, we're not I I'm not good enough to pick every winner. Um, and we're not probably the best fit for everyone. So we're, we're very much learning based and supported by each other. 
we're not ego driven and we're not drama based. Um, and some folks are not comfortable not having drama, being, you know, it being all about their, their persona and their ego in real estate. Um, we're, we're not, we're not, we don't do that. We're much more humble, service-based, uh, systems-based and that sort of thing. Um, and just following, um, other agents who've followed this system for decades. So anyway, um, I hope that was helpful. If you watched the video this far, uh, then you're of a very small percentage who's very interested in getting culture right and getting, um, you know, getting a lot of things aligned in your company to uh, create something special. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. Uh, if you're thinking about career in real estate, reach out to me. Uh, my information is, is at the bottom of this video and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.